This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what is going on, house flippers and wholesalers? Hope you guys are all having an incredible week. We have been pretty slammed here at House Flipping Headquarters getting ready for two incredible events in T minus two, actually T minus one from the time you guys listen to this podcast. The one and only Bill Allen will be in Nashville, Tennessee with the members of the Six Figure Group sharing how he went from zero to around 200 deals a year in three years. This guy is a beast and he's going to open up his entire business for the first time ever. I'm super excited for anyone who gets to attend that event. It's going to be off the hazizzy. And then literally in like a week after the week and a couple days after that, we will be in Keystone, Colorado, just outside of Denver for the seven and eight figure flipping mastermind meeting. And it is going to be insane. We're going to go snowboarding and skiing for the first couple days. Anyone who wants is going to show up early for that. And then we're going to meet with the seven figure group. And then we're going to have an insane, incredible training. We're bringing in the one and only Jeb Blunt, sales consultant for some of the countries and world's most successful businesses. And he is going to come help us uh, blow up our sales conversions. So I'm super pumped for that. Then the final day on Saturday, uh, everyone else will go home. We'll be hanging out with the eight-figure flipping members. These are individuals who have reached a minimum of a seven-figure gross profit in their business and are now looking to scale to eight figures. And it is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Every one of these events just keeps getting better and better and better. So today I have something that I'm really excited to talk to you guys about. This topic has been consuming me lately. It has been on my mind night and day because it is what I have been focused on. In fact, it's probably been my focus, my main focus for the past two years, but over the past month or so, we've really been doubling down on it. And that is the super duper exciting topic of Sales. Okay, well, hold on, hold on now. Before you go schnozzing on me and turn in the, the channel, right? Let me tell you that I believe that sales is the single most important thing right now that most investors are neglecting in their business. That if they focus on and get dialed in, it will completely change their entire business and everything will start to work. You know, 90 like 98.9% of the time when we ask people uh what's your main obstacle or, or people ask questions, it always has to do with marketing. How do you get deals? How do you generate leads? What's working? All this stuff. But what they're missing, what they're missing is the reason why any of these marketing channels work and the way that all of them will work is by getting the conversion is through the function of sales. You know, there's really only three things in any business. Uh, marketing, sales, and operations, aka lead generation, lead conversion, and operations. And most people, that they know lots of things that you can do for marketing. And don't, we can go on another 
Another time we'll talk about marketing. There's all kinds of cool things you can do with marketing. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. You need all three of these. But most people don't focus just focus on the sales part. And I have been guilty of that myself. In fact, um, <laughs> that's where this podcast comes into play. You know, for two years in my business, I decided for the last two years, I'm like, okay, we're gonna start really focusing on sales. And it's the first time two years ago that we decided to bring in outside help to help with with our sales. And I, I thought it was gonna be a lot easier than it was. I thought you bring someone in, you say, okay, go do your thing, bring in sales, and we're gonna blow this thing up, right? Well, not so much. Fast forward two years later, and the other day I was talking to or consulting with, I guess you could say, uh, one of my friends who is currently doing $50 million a year in sales in in his business. Not not a real estate business, but $50 million in, in gross profit, right, in sales. And he was looking at like our, our funnel and our model and like what we're doing and our marketing and everything. And I assumed it was one thing. And then he get, kept to the point. He's like, you don't have a marketing issue. You have a sales issue. Like it's very clear, like your sales guys you're, or your team or whatever you want to call it, like is not converting. Like you're getting this many leads. You're doing this and like you have a sales issue. And it just like hit me like a pff, hit us pretty hard. All right. Like me and Bill were on the call and. And my wife was on the call. I was like, wow. And I went through and I was blown away because Tara and I wrote down every salesperson that we've had for the past two years. Now, this includes outside vendors, third party. It includes me jumping in at times, Bill jumping in, people. So within the company and then others that we hired or brought in as contractors or full-time, there were around 20 people. And I was like, wow, we've brought in 20 people, worked our butts off on this for two years. You know, the last podcast I talked to you guys about issues and how really you're signing up for a bunch of issues and continuing to solve those issues. So before I complain about all my issues, right, we've also done several million dollars in sales in the past two years. And that was with feeling like this one area was really lacking and not dialed in and not working. So there's a lot to be said about just working hard, putting your nose down, brute force, pushing through. And at the end of the day, things, you know, usually go pretty well, even if you do that. But there's always that one thing that will help you exponentially grow your entire business, like 10x, whatever it is that you are doing, if you can get that thing dialed in. And for us, it sells. And my belief that it's the same for everyone out there, all of our clients, everyone in the real estate, uh, house flipping and wholesaling industry, it really is sales because if you can get the sales converting at a higher level, making more money on every deal, converting at a, a higher number, you know, for every dollar you spend, you you figure out how you can uh, make make more, right? You guys always hear us talking about that. Then you're going to be able to do anything in this business. You're going to be able to blow up. You're going to be able to spend more marketing. You're going to be able to hire more. Do, do whatever you need to do. Everything is going to work, okay? So, I mean, you guys have heard it before, right? The uh, top 10% of all salespeople produce 90% of all the sales, right? And in our industry, I'm talking about the top 10% of the people that are going on the seller appointments are able to lock down and bring in revenue for their company better than 90, the 90% or the rest of the 90%. Okay. So a good salesperson can produce two, three, four, five times as much as an average or mediocre salesperson, which says you can get two, three, four times, five times as much on your marketing dollars. And if you do that, then all of your marketing works. So your marketing works a lot better than it did. So 
that is really important. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk to you about this is not a like negotiating class or I'm not going to talk you through every single sales training word track that there is out there. This is more a list of things that when Tara and I went through, we wrote down all 20 of these salespeople and we wrote down, why didn't this person work per se? Why didn't it work, right? Why didn't it work out with them? Um, and the thing is, like, once again, it kind of worked out with everyone, but it didn't work out as, as well as it could, as well as we want it to be. So what we did by doing that is we reverse engineered it and we wrote down, okay, this didn't work out because of X, Y, and Z. So what will it take to make it work, right? We created this like perfect scenario, perfect salesperson slash uh, system process, the, the things that we would need and, and more. And for this purpose, I'm going to go through a bunch of the things that you don't want as well and that you want to watch out for. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the last two years. I'm going to save you a lot of pain, a lot of heartache if you do these things. And this is also combined with what our members are doing. Um, what other people are doing in their organization. If you do these things and don't do the things that I should have done that I messed up on, it will save you so much time, so much energy, and make you a whole lot, low, whole lot more money. All right, you guys ready for this? All right, here we go. Okay, so number one is work ethic. Worth it, work ethic, consistency, uh, habits, uh, workability, like whatever you want to call it. The truth is, there are people out there that are used to working hard and getting up every day and they got those habits and there are those who are not. If you want a good salesperson, if you want to have success in your sales team, you've got to have someone who is willing to do the work consistently, persistently, every day. They get up, they get after it. You've got to have that. One of the questions I would ask when I'm hiring someone is I would just say, hey, what are your typical, what's your typical work schedule like? Right. Like and, and have them like tell you without you necessarily asking super specifically, like, when do they get up? When do they get to work? Uh, assuming I would hire, you know, I'd hire if you're doing a sales position, I would hire someone with past sales experience. That may be obvious, but um, in case it's not, I would ask them, you know, how many calls do you make per day? Uh, how often are you on the phone? Depending on if it's inside or outside sales, because in your real estate business, you will have both. If they're outside sales, I would ask them. Uh, to share like the appointments that go on, how much time they spend on it. Just get, really get into those details because that's going to give you a lot of information. Ask them, do you typically work weekends? Not that I'm saying you should require everyone to work like 24 hours a day or anything like that, but this will all be good information for you going into it. Um, and then along with that, as, so for, for a lot of these, there's something that you want to look for in the salesperson that they have or don't have. You want to avoid certain things and have them have certain things. And then there's also things that you need to make sure that you do and are able to do on your end. So on your end, you've got to be able to measure what they're doing. Okay, now I made this huge mistake. Literally, it's embarrassing for like a year and a half. We kind of measured, but we weren't really measuring, right? Like, I didn't have it, we didn't have it to where we were able to listen to all of their calls. We were able to see how much call time they had. We weren't really, set, they weren't having them send the proper reports. Like now we have our team send a daily report. They send a weekly report. Uh, we're really dialed in on that. We could see how much call time they did. We could see how many calls they made. We could see everything they're doing, everything that's going on. And it really keeps everyone accountable, helps you measure that work ethic, measure what they're getting done. Okay, so number two is, are they 
capable, right? We recently hired a guy who is no longer with us, unfortunately, but this guy was a, a work machine. Like he pounded the phone. He did follow up. He worked long hours, but, oh man, like he just didn't really have the, the personable skills. Like when he was talking on the phone to people, it's just kind of like, Hey, how's it going? Like, and and it, it's sad. It's unfortunate, but he just wasn't the, the guy for that. He wasn't very personable. It was hard to, we would try to work with him and teach him and uh, he would kind of get it, but just not totally. So they've got to be competent, right? They've got to have that personal connection. They've got to be able to work with people and be very personable and, and enjoy talking to people and be friendly. But at the same time, They've also got to be a little, um, I don't know if Stern's the right way, but kind of direct, right? When you're doing cells, like frame control is very important. So you want to have someone who's not just like, oh, hi, you know, and, and isn't able to like control a conversation either. But this guy just did not have that person ability. And then when we try to teach him like how to change things, like he just couldn't quite get it. So number one is they got to they gotta want it. They got to have the work ethic. They got to be willing to do what it takes. They got to put in the time. They got to be consistent, persistent, day in, day out. They got to show up. But number two is they got to be competent. So the number one thing I would do in this case to make sure that they, they are competent is um, I listen to past recordings of calls that they have done. So depending on if they're going to be on the phone or doing in-person visits, like I would want both. And the truth is even your inside salespeople, your outside salespeople, I mean, are going to be on the phone occasionally. So, you know, pay it. No, by the way, make sure that you're following your state laws and all of this. If you're recording calls and you're uh, not a, a two state, you're a two state disclosure, then make sure that you're disclosing that I'm not an attorney, et cetera, et cetera. But make sure that you listen to their calls. So the most guy that we hired most recently, that was the first thing we did was we listened to his calls and they were solid and it's made all the difference in the world. All right. So trust me at once again, after going through 20 people, at least 10 of them being people that we brought in and you, you think on paper, when you talk to someone, you think it's going to be fine. It sounds like they've got everything they need. You're excited, dude, trust me, putting in a little extra time, listening to those calls, doing role play, whatever, like whatever you got to do to know that they know their stuff before bringing them on, them on and training them. I mean, you lose so much money by bringing on the wrong person and sales is such a crucial and key role that most people aren't ever able to get figured out. So you want to listen to some recorded calls before bringing them on and or recreate a scenario that is like very real before you actually hire them, even if that's like, hey, let's go on a call together. Let's let's go to an appointment together. Uh, I would like to hear you at an appointment, things like that. Like they don't need to be perfect because you can teach them those things. But just hearing the way they converse, just hearing the uh, the skills that they use. Right? Are they using some of some uh, basic negotiating strategies? And um, are, does it just feel right? Like you can feel it in your gut whether they, they're, they're going to be a fit or not. So make sure, make sure, make sure that you do that. Super important. So you can get that. You want to get, you want to shoot for that top 10% salesperson. Because if you do, oh, your life will be so much easier. And if you don't, well, you can imagine how that goes.
Next, they've got to be organized. Uh, you know, one of the guys that we worked with, actually a good friend of mine, love, love this guy, great person, but just wasn't really organized and wasn't super familiar with, with tech. And it just made it challenging. Wasn't that great with follow-up because he wasn't organized and stuff was falling through the cracks. We didn't totally know what was going on. And once again, that was a function of us not having the proper setup. And we could have caught that earlier on and maybe helped them out with it or cut ties sooner than later, right? Um, so they've got to be organized. They've got to understand technology, basic CRM type stuff, got to be able to type. Um, also make sure they have the proper setup, whether if they're going to be in an office with you, that's great. Or if they're going to work from home, make sure that they have the, the proper setup. Like this guy, for example, even when I would call him sometimes, is like he couldn't hear me, I couldn't hear him. I'm like, oh man, this guy's talking to you know our, our people, right? Um, it just doesn't work. So make sure they have the right setup, make sure they organize, make sure they're they're good with their follow-up and that they're on top of it. Or the truth is like it's just not going to work out. Next, you want a salesperson or salespeople who are working with you full time. That is their sole only and full focus. So this includes yourself. For example, like if you're doing sales and you're doing some other things in the business, like you're going to be distracted. You are not going to be focused on sales. You're not going to be focused on the follow-up. You're going to miss some leads. You're not going to, be able to put the time and dedication into that 100% that you need to do. Uh, also, no one else like on your if they're doing if they're on your team, they're doing something else, like they're not going to be the fit for sales. Okay, if you got to start out that way for a little bit, Maybe that'll work, but you need someone who is focused on it full time. Also, I and mean, we've had people who were like third parties who were doing other things, and we had a couple of guys that were working for us, but also doing sales for other companies and moonlighting, uh, as, as they call it, and like just did not work out. Was not the right fit. I'm looking at several people on that board. Like it's just like doesn't work. So I would highly, highly recommend that anyone on your sales team is 100% dedicated to you and your company and only you and your company. And that is their sole and only responsibility. I mean, this job, the sales job is hard enough and challenging enough to just be able to do what you need to do in that role, let alone trying to do other things. It takes away from focus, takes away from time. Don't do it. It won't work. I highly recommend you are not doing the sales or anyone else in the organization or any third party or anyone who is doing another job or anything. Like it just isn't going to work. Next, you need to work with someone who is coachable, who is a team player. We had a guy who worked for us who was just very difficult to work with. I should have, it should have been a red flag. The very first time we were set to talk, I go to call him. He doesn't answer and he texts me back and he's like, hey, just let me know when you have some leads for me. And I was like, what like what's this guy talking about? Like we haven't even had an initial conversation. He didn't even make his appointment with me. How is this going to work out? I didn't hire him then. I was like, okay, whatever. And then later on, he reached out and I decided to to give him a chance, but just just not very coachable, just kind of rude, wanted everything done his way. Um you just need someone who's a team player, someone that you really enjoy being around with someone who fits the culture of you and your company, your values, and is is, is coachable. Because the truth is, 
even if they're a decent salesperson, like you're going to want them to be great. And there's certain things that you're going to need to train them in. And you just got to make sure that they're, they're coachable, easy to work with. Trust me, I've had people who are not, you would assume that they are, but make sure that that, that is the case. And you can usually tell up front, trust your gut. Like I said, don't just hire someone just because you want to check it off, right? Make sure that they're that right fit or give them a a limited trial, like a 30-day trial, try it out for a couple weeks or, or something like that. And that should give you a pretty good fill. Okay, so this next one is huge and something that I have definitely until recently neglected in a big way, and that is training. You have got to pour into these guys. First of all, and gals, first of all, you I would take a, a couple, a week or two to just train. Like we're building out a training portal that includes training videos, training calls, uh, everything that that a salesperson would, would need to know to work in our organization. I know Bill has the same for his company. So training is huge. I would have some automation training and build into this, right? Like don't be perfect. Perfe- perfection is the enemy, but build into this. Maybe your first person you don't have all this for, but build into this as you build out your sales teams. Like I said, I've gone through a lot of guys, a lot of gals, a lot of salespeople and if I had this training, it would have been a lot easier. So have them spend several days spending a lot of time learning some of this stuff on their own, listening to the sales calls, listening to uh, different things about your company culture, what you're all about, how they're going to need to go about doing their job. And then in week two, you can dive in a little bit more with them, do some role play, have them get a little more hands-on where you're giving them some feedback or even better, another salesperson or someone else on your team is, is able to train them. But once again, you got to build into that. And then you're going to want ongoing training. So us for now, right now, like Bill is spending two, he has two meetings every week with our sales team. And we're listening to their calls. Like I've been spending, I have listened to probably about, oh, I don't know, a lot, (laughs) a lot of sales calls in the past two to three weeks, just call after call after call. Because I'm really trying to get a feel like how our, how is our, it tells me how our marketing is doing. It tells me how our sales team is doing. I can give them direct feedback. And the truth is, I wasn't doing that before. I wasn't listening to calls. We weren't re- didn't have calls recorded. I didn't really know what was going on. The reporting wasn't that great. Like looking back now at what we're doing now versus what we were doing before is night and day. And I'm blown away. Like what was I thinking? Like it, it just so frustrating. Like I could have been doing this a couple years ago. We could be so much further ahead and there wouldn't have been as many casualties to be quite frank. Uh, I probably wouldn't have brought on most of the people I brought on, but the ones that we did, we either could have figured out very quickly that they weren't a right fit or we could have fixed stuff and helped it to be a right fit. Right? So pour, you got to pour into them. It takes time, return on time invested, ROTI, but that constant feedback loop loop that constant training is is going to be crucial to build out the sales team I mean, this is a this is a big deal right if you get these three things figured out if you get these three things dialed in marketing sales and operations it changes your life it's game over like that's how you create a successful thriving business and there's people out there people say but justin that's hard to do yeah it's not easy right it's not easy but the process is simple. And if you're willing to put in the time 
if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the ROTI, the, the, well, I guess put in the return on time invested doesn't make a lot of sense, right? But if you're willing to put in that invested time, it'll pay you back in dividends. And if the first one doesn't work, like keep going, like I said, 20 people, 20 people is what we went through and we still made money and we didn't totally get it dialed in, but you just keep on going, keep pushing through that and the results end up becoming exponential. So the last thing I'll kind of add to this and kind of dovetail from the training is bringing in, I believe you need to have internal training and then you need to have external training. I know I mentioned not like working with third parties, but I'm not talking, I'm not talking about full time. I'm talking about on a consultative basis. Consultative, is that a word? On a consultative basis, right? Like bringing in a consultant or a sales trainer, someone who can listen to your team's sales calls, whether they're inside or outside sales, and have them give feedback because they're going to see and hear things and give feedback that you maybe aren't seeing or thinking about. And they're experts, right? Like I am not a sales trainer. I am not a sales expert. So for us, it's very important to occasionally bring on someone from the outside, help them move, help us move our cheese. If it's not broke, make it better, right? And that's the goal with bringing in these outside trainers and sales consultants. Uh, we spend a, quite a bit on, on consultants for marketing, sales, operations, for, for all kinds of things in our organization. And it is by far the best ROI we can possibly get. Because if I bring in a sales consultant who can change a few little tweaks to what our team is saying and doing, then every single call from there on out has that change, has that improvement. You know, it's the, the small changes that make a huge difference. If we can improve conversions by 10% here, 20% there, like those numbers are insane, right? Even if it's only 5% change, if you make those small improvements, then that's how you grow exponentially and it makes all the difference in the world. All right, guys, well, I hope you found today's episode valuable. I know if I would have known all those things and realized it two years ago, it would have saved me a ton of time, heartache, money, and we would be much further along. So my my hope is that after hearing this, like you have had the epiphany that you've had some great takeaways, but you've had the epiphany of sales matters. Put a ton of time and effort and focus into your sales because if you do, everything else works. It just does. Put in the time. It's totally worth it. Uh, most people do not. Like 99% of the investors out there, like sales is not even a thing. Like they don't even think about it as a thing. And part of that is because in the past we didn't totally need it. Like if you're going to the auction or if you're just buying houses on the MLS, sure. I mean, everything is sales, right? You got to be able to talk to people, but it's totally different having to go belly to belly or help on the phone with a seller, someone who may be interested in selling their property versus making a bunch of offers on, on a bunch of houses. That's more of a numbers game, right? But it has become a game of sales and marketing. And I'm telling you right now, sales is the thing that everyone neglects. So if you can get that dialed in to where you're consistently converting two to three or four times what the average, I mean, those numbers are insane. Like I just threw those out two to three to like, that's two to three to 400% better, right? Like that makes all the difference in the world in your machine for every dollar you spend. That's how you get back huge returns, which allows you to then put more into the machine and continue to grow scale and 
really create that freedom, create that life that you've always dreamed of, right? So anyway, super exciting, guys. Please take this to heart. Really invest in yourself, invest in your team, invest in your sales team, and it'll pay back huge dividends. All right, guys, well, that is all we have for today. Other than that, get out there, keep charging one day at a time. Just keep going steady, consistent. That is what wins the race. That's what wins this game, right? Like every day you get up, you get after it. You start, you just solve one problem after the other. You you just take action and you take the right kinds of action, right? And if you do these things, like the results will come. And for my seven and eight figure flipping members, we will see you in Keystone, Colorado in just over a week. Woo! It's going to be so amazing. And we are bringing in, speaking of sales, consulting and training uh, as a part of the seven and eight figure flipping program. One of the things we do, not only do we have high level paid coaches that we bring in who are all doing seven and multiple seven figures in their business, but we also bring in outside consultants and sales, marketing, leadership, operations. And we do this because each of us on our own, like it may not make a lot of sense to, or be cost affordive to be able to bring in these kinds of consultants, like the world's best people who are working with Fortune 500 companies. But as a group, we have this incredible buying power. And that's what we've tapped into. That's what I want for my business. So I selfishly have set it up in a way where my business and the people who work with me can improve. And then also our members benefit from that as well. So we are bringing in the one and only Jeb Blunt. This guy has literally written the books on sales training, I've been listening to him and learning from him from years through through Audible, and it's super exciting. We are able to reach out to him and work out a deal where he is going to be coming with one of his colleagues uh, for two days, and they're going to be doing an incredible sales training. We, Bill and I and Vanessa were able to hop on, and Mike Simmons were able to hop on a call with Jeb. Uh, just a few days ago and kind of go over the what he's going to be going through and it is going to be amazing um so really really excited for that if you are interested i know it's only a week away but look hey that's what this business is all about people who take action and make moves and are, are ready to change things right so if you are interested in joining the seven figure or eight figure group if you are currently an investor that is doing at least six figures or seven figures per year in your business and you want to grow and scale to seven or eight. Otherwise, if you want to join seven, you got to have me making six figures. You want to get to seven. Anyway, you guys get what I'm saying. If you are in that boat, if you are an experienced investor that is having some success, go ahead and go to housewhippinghq.com slash coaching or you can go straight to sevenfigureflipping.com. Fill out an application and someone from my team We'll be in touch with you. And if it's the right fit and we're able to make it happen, we will see you there. We have room probably for about uh, two to three more people. Uh, but after that, it's it's going to be full. All right. So that's all we got, guys. Have a great week. Get out there. You got this. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts 
at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.